Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 200 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. The code 200 represents a successful connection when you visit a web page. So hopefully our 200th show will be a big success. Today, we're announcing a new competition where we're giving away four monthly premium memberships and one yearly premium membership. So stay listening to see how you can enter. We'll discuss the final results of the ITTF World Junior Championships. And in the questions, we'll talk about what to do when you haven't read the spin correctly, how to do the high toss serve like Vladimir Samsonov, training drills to improve your consistency, and the eight things you need to think about when playing a shot. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Supercoach Alloys Rosario is here to answer your questions. Welcome, Alloys. Uh, thank you, Jeffrey. Wow, how exciting. 200. Didn't think yeah, it that pretty far. exciting. That's... Who would have thought we'd get to 200 shows? Yeah, exactly. Yes, and uh, waking up early on mornings. Uh, I didn't think I didn't think you'd get to two hundred, Jeff. Waking up early. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's been a tough adjustment, but anyway, here we are, and it's going to be a big show, Alloys. It is, really is. So, um, yeah, we've got a few exciting announcements, and um, yeah, and and some good questions to to go on with too. Absolutely. So um, some of the questions, Alois, uh, we've taken some older questions today as well. Yeah, we did. I've, I've gone, delved, dug right back down into the archives and uh, we've gone through some of the first ever questions that were asked on the Ask the Coach page. So uh, that's a long time ago. But, you know, it's funny, um, questions are still relevant and um, we often get similar sort of questions now. So Yep, people, people at table tennis, um, you know, people are still trying to learn and um, still trying to get information, so it's great. Certainly is. Now, first up, Alois, let's talk about the competition. This is very exciting. What is it and how can people get involved? Yes, so uh, what we're going to do is, uh, as Jeff said at the, the head of the show, we're offering um, four one-monthly uh, memberships and a yearly membership. And what, what we're going to do is we're going to have um, our Pingskillers questions of the day for this week. So each day we will select the best uh, question of the day um, from that day and then the five people that win those will go into a uh, draw for to win one yearly Ping Skills membership. So um, so that's what will happen. So the best way to enter is to get onto the Facebook page or onto our blog and answer our Ping Skills question of the day each day this week. Excellent. That sounds exciting. So what I'm going to do, Alice, I'm going to jump straight into today's Ping Skillers question of the day. While people are still thinking about the competition, it is, what has been the highlight of the first 200 Ask the Coach shows? So as Alois said, jump onto our Facebook page or onto the Ping Skills blog at pingskills.com and let us know the highlight of the first 200 shows. So tomorrow we will uh, be... Will we announce it live on the show who we've chosen to go into the draw, Alloys? Uh, yep, we will. So tomorrow's show is the cutoff for um, entering. So get your comment in. Love to hear from you and good luck. All right, that's exciting, Alloys. It is. And um, 
anyone that mentions anything about Friday funnies like is automatically disqualified. <laughs> Don't listen to him. If you like it, put it down. Um, all right. Now, while we're talking about these Ping Skillers questions, let's look at the last Ping Skillers question of the day, Alois, which was, who has been the most influential person in table tennis? What did people yeah, have so, to say? Yeah, like, isn't it funny? Like, almost any question we talk about table tennis people, Waldner gets mentioned. So uh, I reckon there's, you know, five or six people that have mentioned Waldner as the most influential person in table tennis. And gee, I mean, he was a great, great player, wasn't he? Just uh, because he he expanded the the variety of strokes, I think, in table tennis. So yeah, definitely um, Waldner got a good mention. Um, Timo Boll got a few mentions. Ma Long, Zhu uh, um, uh, Zin, um, and... Chairman Mao got a mention by Trevor Hurth. Hmm, interesting. Yes, Chairman Mao, perhaps. And um, Matt Salt said Adam Sharara. And you know what, Matt? I tend to agree with you. I think that Adam Sharara has been one of the most influential people in table tennis because he's he's made a lot of changes and tried to drag table tennis um, into... Uh, into a new era of um, being able to be a spectator sport and to to be able to really um, showcase our 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 game. So he was a long time president of the International Table Tennis Federation, wasn't he? That's right. Yeah, and um, he he. I mean, in some ways, he's been a bit unpopular too. You know, so he's he's um, he's brought in a lot of rule changes. Um, and a lot of changes to the game, which have unsettled a lot of people. Um, you know, include he was he was there when play, games up to eleven came in, Jeffrey, um, yes. the bigger ball, and all that sort of thing. So um, yeah, so he has made a lot of changes, and so uh, yeah, for me, I think Adam Sharara has been a really influential person in the game of table tennis. Yeah, so well, interesting discussion and. Thanks, everyone, for getting involved. All right, Alois, before we move on, we must do This Day in History. What happened on This Day in History? Uh, Yes, in 1942, Harry Chapin was born. Harry Chapin? Who's Harry Chapin? Chapin. Harry Chapin, the uh, singer of Cats in the Cradle. What a great song. I do know him. Yes, the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Excellent. Yes. Yes. And are you going to? Um, you, don't want, you don't want to give us a few uh, bars of that, Jeff? I was just I, wondering if you would end the show with uh, a, a few verses for us. No, I, re- I reckon Jeff, you need to uh, practice it on the guitar and uh, get onto it for tomorrow. Okay, let me have a think about that. The cat's in the cradle. Awesome. Like it. <laughs> And, um, Maybe you, you know, could open really the relevant. show tomorrow with Cats in the Cradle, Jeff. What's that? Maybe you could open the show with Cats in the Cradle. Yeah, why not? And, you know, I mean, I know it's more about the, the family, father and the son relationship, but, you know, it's kind of a message about time, isn't it? And, um, you know, I don't know if it's relevant to table tennis at all, but I'm trying to make a link. <laughs> I like it. Yes, you know, yeah, very, very, very good song. And a lot of people that, um, yeah, don't realise that it was Harry Chapin that that um, that sang that. There um, you a go, lot of well pe- Harry Chapin. 
Yeah. All right. A lot of people attribute it to Cat Stevens for some reason, I think because of the cat thing. But, yes, Harry Chapin, Cats in the Cradle. Yeah, and I guess it's a similar kind of type of music, so people often do make that mistake. All right, let's uh, talk about the ITTF World Junior Championships, which finished over the weekend, Alloys. What happened? Yeah, well, here we go. Um, Some results in in the girls' singles. Semi-finalists, Wang Man Yu, Chen Qi, Wang Yi Di, and Chen Jing Tong. Any uh, idea what the link between those four players might be, Jeff? Um, they're all Chinese. Correct. Yep. All players from China. Um, and uh, the winner was Wang Man Yu. Um, so this, she beat uh, Wang Yi Di in the final. And uh, in so doing, became the first... Uh, player to ever retain the world junior championship so uh so yeah great effort there by wang man Yu, and it was a close thing so winning four games to three um she was down three one as well so um down three one yeah managed to get get up and win the win the final and in the boys singles um zhu fei wang chu chin liu ding shu and Zhu Cheng. Any idea what those four players might have in common, Jeff? They're all Chinese. All from China, correct. The four semifinalists, all from China. And the winner was Liu Ding Xu um, from, uh, from China, winning 4-0 against Zhu Fei. So I saw, I've only seen a little bit of these guys play. I saw Zhu Fei play. He's a right-hand penhole player. Um, and looked okay. I looked, uh, saw him playing the team's. Um, final and uh, actually might not have even been the final it was an earlier round and looked okay but you know not unbeatable I think um, so uh, yeah so Liu Ding Shu to me reminds me a little bit of uh, Wang Li Chin in his uh, in his gameplay maybe he's just because he's a little bit taller and um, things like that but yeah looks a little bit like Wang Li Chin to me but you know, it's a really ominous sign, isn't it? You know, for for world table tennis or for the the other countries in the world, that uh, these eight players, that four boys and four girls, have dominated the the singles in at the World Junior Championships. Yes, certainly is, and I guess it makes sense. You know, they've got such a large pool to choose from. Um, they train hard, and um, you know, they deserve their success. Yeah, and they train from a young age too. So, you know, there's, there's no surprise that by the time they're, they've reached the, the top of the junior ranks that they are the best players. You know, the, the, um, the European players tend to mature a little bit later as well. Um, they, they start a bit later. They, they don't do as much or that bulk of training um, in those really early years. So, yeah, said not a, not a big surprise that, that the Chinese dominate the junior events. Yes, indeed. All right. So there we go. That is the World Junior Championships and, uh, you know, big results to China as expected. All right. Let's move on to some questions, Alois. First up, a question from Yap who says, if you do not know the amount of spin that is on the ball, is it safer to do a slow spinny loop? Yeah, I I think it really is. So if you... Um, if you're struggling, you know, to to see whether it's backspin or topspin or a so, lot, lot of sidespin, if you can just get a really nice 
fine brushing contact on the ball. So by just doing that, so you're really brushing it up, up fast, you start to put your own spin on the ball. So if the ball's spinning one way with backspin or side spin or whatever it is, if you can really brush that ball fast, then you put the spin on the ball in the direction um, that you uh, want the ball to go and the spin that you want the ball to go with. So that, yeah, that um, spinny top spin is really important. The important part, though, is that it's got to be a really sharp, fine, fast brushing action. If you just do it slowly, then whatever spins on the ball is still going to be able to react and kick off uh, the bat at you so or, or away from you. So, yeah, so make sure that that contact is really fast and fine. And, yes, it is. For me, it's the safer way um, of trying to read the, the spin on or, or trying to return those awkward spinny serves. Okay. And do you are you aiming for, like, a high loop to give you a high margin for error over the net? Yeah, that's right. So the higher the higher uh, ball, as Jeff said, gives you that more margin for error as well. So if you're trying to loop the ball just over the net like that, if you misread it a little bit, it's going to go down into the net. So um, yeah, give it plenty of air. The top spin is going to drag the ball down, so you don't have to worry about the ball going off the end or into the net. Just really rip it up, really nice and fast um, contact. Now, does this mean we don't need to bother reading the spin on the ball or is this just used for emergency situations where we get caught out? Yeah, it's, it's when, when, we're, when you're unsure. I mean, if you, if you can read the spin on the ball, then you can start to do a lot more things, obviously. So if, um, if you can read that it's you know, heavy backspin, then you can just come in and really brush it hard and fast and, and give them a, a stronger ball sometimes. If you're always just spinning the ball up uh, finely, your opponent's going to get used to that and be able to crunch the crunch the next return. So um, use it as a, um, as a as an emergency ball that that um, where you're not sure about the spin, um, and you can also use it as you know as a tactical uh, play as well. Uh, you know, slowing up that spinny ball is can be really good as well. So uh, um, yeah, but if you're unsure, then that's probably your best go to shot. Gotcha. Makes a lot of sense. All right. Thanks for the question, Yap. Now, Ilya has jumped on and asked a question live on the show using the Google Q&A app. So thank you, Ilya. And anyone can do this. Just visit our Google Plus page. And the best way to get to our Google Plus page is just go to pingskills.com, scroll down the bottom, and there's a little icon for the Google Play page. Um, and there you just hit the Q&A button and you can ask a question. And Ilya has said and it's related to this previous question, Alice. Can you distinguish heavy topspin from heavy backspin by just looking at the rotating ball? Yeah, so um, the rotation isn't really what you can see usually. I mean, unless there's a really big label on the ball and you happen to catch um, catch the label. So but even really... then, Alois, I find that the label's moving so fast, it is a bit hard to tell. You know, like when you see a car and the, the wheel's spinning and the hubcap, sometimes it looks like it's, it's spinning backwards, even though it's spinning forwards. Yeah, that's, that's really true. So, yeah, you're right. I think, I think the, the distinguishing thing that you can tell um, is if it's a no-spin ball or a heavy-spin ball, and the only time is if you, see, if you see the label coming at you, then you know that it's um, a no-spin ball. Mm. So, but the, the thing that you 
can glean from watching that the ball and about the spin is the is the flight or the trajectory of the ball. So a top spin ball is going to dip quicker. It's going to have that sort of trajectory more. The backspin ball is going to have a lower and flatter type of trajectory. So so that that's something that you can um, get from watching the ball. And it doesn't happen straight away. So certainly the first time you look at it, it'll look exactly the same. But with experience and building up that database and seeing the reactions, seeing what happens, recording in there, okay, that one was a little bit loopier, um, that, that one was a little bit flatter, you'll start to piece that all together. So um, it, it does take time, but yes, you can get that sort of information. And also you can get information by how the ball's curving in the air. So if it's curving, then it's got some, some side spin on the ball as well. Yeah, certainly. And I guess the difference between the heavy top spin and heavy backspin, you can also see it just by the way it bounces off the table. Yes, yeah. So the, the top spin, the top spin is going to kick at you more. Um, the backspin is going to sit up um, more. So um, yeah, so yeah, you can you can do that. So often that becomes a little bit too late because the ball's already on you or the ball's sitting up. But but um, yeah, I mean, put that all together and you start to build a pretty good picture of what type of spins on the ball. Certainly. Thanks for the question, Ilya. And um, and Ilya's probably been one of our biggest uh, asker of questions live on the show too. So thank you, Ilya, over the 200 shows. Yes, thank you. All right. Next up, Julio says, I'm a great fan of Vladimir Samsonov and uh, Kalinkos Krianga. And I have a lot of curiosity about how he, how he, meaning Samsonov, does his high toss serve. What are some tips here, Alloys? Yeah, I love Samsonov's high toss serve. It's so smooth and it's so, it looks so easy. Um, the, the, the probably the most important thing with a high toss serve is the actual toss. So, you know, initially, especially get that toss correct. If you can get that toss in the right spot, then you can start to, to do a little bit more with the high toss serve. Yeah, I guess it's a step that a lot of people miss, Alloys. They just go straight into trying to hit the serve. But if they haven't got the toss right, they're always chasing the ball and it's hard to, to put everything into place. So you just need to get that basic thing in place first. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, yeah, if, if you're trying to learn a new new technique and the ball's not in the right spot, it becomes difficult. You know, like if you're trying to learn a, a backhand counter hit and one ball's going there and one ball's going there, I mean, you just can't learn it um, effectively. So it's the same thing. We need to get that ball dropping into the same spot each time so you can start to perfect the contact um, of that high toss serve. Um, so a couple of other things with a high toss serve um, are just think about just letting the ball drop onto the bat more. So rather than trying to go after the ball, just let the ball drop onto the bat and and generate the spin. The speed of the ball dropping um, from, a, from a greater height adds the spin because um, it's contacting the bat faster. So, so you don't need to do a whole lot um, and often the more relaxed motion actually is a bit more deceptive. So if you're just doing this with a really easy, simple motion, the the thing in your opponent's head is that 
uh, oh, there's not that much spin on the ball, whereas there is more spin because of the actual speed of the ball. So it can be also deceptive as well. So, yeah. So that's a couple of things to think about with a high toss serve. But, I mean, if you if you want to um, uh, see an example, I mean, Samsonov has just got the best high toss serve and it's just so smooth and easy and, uh, yeah, can't recommend it highly enough. And we've also got... Um, a lesson on the high toss serve. So for any of you that um, of our premium members, you can jump straight on there and we go through all the the skills involved to learn and perfect the high toss serve as well. We certainly do. And Alice, we have a specific Ask the Coach video response on the Vladimir Samsonov serve. So again, I think that's a premium member one. So premium members, check those out. We'll put links in the show notes. If you're not a premium member, then either enter our competitions this week for your chance to become one or just sign up for our premium membership at pingskills.com. Lots of great information for you uh, to improve your table tennis. All right. Now, next up is a question from Charles Anion Alloys, who says, I've been playing table tennis for around three months and would like to improve my consistency. What training drills do you suggest? Uh, yes. Um, the, for consistency, the most important thing is just count how many balls you can put on the table. So if you can put the ball on the table a lot of times, um, then we, then you know that you're starting to get your stroke, your technique correct as well. So, so that's the, that's the thing. Uh, the most important thing, just get a lot of balls on the table, um, in training. So, um, you know, aim for aim for ten to start with. Aim for fifty. Aim for a hundred. Aim for a thousand. Just challenge yourself to to keep getting more and more, um, and that's the best way to improve your consistency. Don't think about trying to hit winners. Think about keeping that ball on the table as long as you possibly can. So yeah, so to do that is the best way. Simply just to count the number that you get on in a row, and then just record those and keep you know like a high score. Yeah, and we've got a consistency chart um, that you can download for free from the from our free downloads page. So, um, and and on there you can just record for yourself. Um, put in which stroke you're recording. Put in the date. Put in your your score, and you can keep it a nice record. And often just keeping that on the wall um, if you've got a table tennis room, or just keep it in your uh, bat case is good as well. So then each time you go to training, you can pull it out, or you can see it up on the wall there. And, um, and you can try and get more and more than uh, than your previous record. There you go. Now, big thank you to Charles Anion for that question because that was our first ever question, Alois. It was indeed the first ever question on Ask the Coach. So there you go, Charles. Thank you. All right. Um, now, I think we admitted this in another show, Alois, but... You know, Charles Anion's actually a friend of mine. He didn't post it. I posted it. It was our first question. We had to get something going when no one knew about the site. So I think I posted a couple of questions, and that was the first one I did. I think it's still relevant, though. It's a good question, right? Well, if it was from you, it must be, Jeff. (laughs) Oh, thanks. But luckily, thanks to all the ping skillers, we only had to put a couple up there. And then, you know, people started asking more and more questions. And look, now we're at show 200 of answering your questions so big thank you to everyone who gets involved and asks questions we love answering them and hopefully it's helping you guys out too yeah so i'm just having a look 
I think we're, yeah, we're actually up to question 15,134. Wow. That's a lot of questions that have been answered. So, um, yes. Thank you. But what it also means, Alois, is that there's a great database there of questions. So um, if you want to find something out, go to pingskills.com, click on the Ask the Coach link, and you can just search through all those questions. And, um, yes, so much information in there. So I encourage you to, to jump onto the Ping Skills website and search through all those questions um, to see what information you can find to help your game. All right. Now um, let's talk about a question from Victor. Victory, who's jumped on live on the show, and he said, first up, he said, I thought you were going to celebrate. Woohoo! <laughs> celebrating. Yeah. Woohoo! Show 200. Yeah. Good celebration. But then uh, Victory says, Do you have a tip against an annoying defender who blocks every smash and topspin I do? Yes, indeed. Victory, Brocky. Um, again, one of our um, stalwarts on this show and uh, asked lots of questions. So thank you, Victory, Brocky. Um, so against a defender, the, that that's able to block everything, you know, especially your faster shots. The key is to change it up. You've got to um, add variation of speed and spin and placement. They're your three variables, speed, spin, and placement. If you play the same speed and the same um, to the same place with the same spin, then it's going to be easier for them. If you start to vary the positioning of the ball, for one, that's that then they need to start to read where the ball's coming. If you vary the, the speed of the ball, so some fast and some slow, then they need to react to that as well. And then you can also vary the spin on the ball. So sometimes that slower spinny top spin that we talked about earlier in the show, or sometimes a faster um, top spin uh, or with less spin, um, then the the defender now has to do a lot of thinking. It's not just a matter of just blocking the ball back. It's a matter of they've got to read where the ball's coming, react to the speed, react to the spin, um, and that is how you get some um, mistakes out of your def- uh, out of the defensive players. Don't try and just play fast, fast, fast and blast through them. Yeah, certainly. And we have a video talking about exactly that in our match strategy course for premium members. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes too. Good question, Victory. All right, next up is a question from John D who says, once upon a time, I read that there are eight things a table tennis player should do each time they hit the ball. Can you please refresh my memory as to what those eight things are? Thank you. Yeah, so firstly, um, you can forget all about eight things. Like when we're playing a game of table tennis, if the ball's coming towards you and you're trying to think of eight things, you are finished. There is no chance. Um, You have to just clear your mind of all of those things. You've got to just focus on the ball. If you can, if you can start to just focus on the ball in your, in your matches, then everything else will start to come together. If I'm trying to think of, as the ball's coming to me, I'm, I'm going to start to think about my start position and finish position and, and shoulder and um, the way that my, my mouth is, held this way or that way, it just can't work. You just cannot um, physically 
process all those things in that short amount of time. The only thing you can do is watch the ball. Now, let me clarify that. In training is when we start, when we are doing all of those other things. So, But again, we can only do one at a time. So in training, I can start to focus on my start position. I can focus on my finish position. I can focus on the way I'm holding my mouth if I want. But um, you can't be thinking about eight things at the same time and definitely not in a match situation. So use your training time to work through those things one at a time and try to, to try to improve those things in training. Once it gets to a match, the only thing you can do is watch the table tennis ball. That will give you all the information that you need. Yeah. And Alois, this um, reminds me of learning to drive a car. Like learning a stroke is a whole process. It goes from being very difficult like when you first learn to drive a car, it seems like everything's happening. You've got to worry about the accelerator, the brake, changing gears, indicators. There seems to be too many things to cope with, and it's really difficult. But the more you practice, you know, you, you start to put those things into place, and it becomes automatic, and eventually you're just driving down the street and you get there without even noticing you've passed certain roads and I guess you want the same thing to happen with your strokes. At first, it's going to be a struggle to get it right. But as you practice more and more, it's going to become automatic. And then in a game, you should be just focusing on the ball and it should happen automatically. That's right. Focus on the road. <laughs> yes, focus on the road. Don't be texting or talking on your mobile phone. Focus on the road. <laughs> so important. All right. Um, yeah, great question, John D. And I think you dug that one out of the archives too, Alois, but that was a real question. It was. It was. That was one of our very early questions. I think it was, you know, question eight or nine or something like that. Yes. Out of 15,000. Yes, very good. And, uh, you know, Victor E's asked another question here, Alice, and he said, what's the world record number of counter hits? Well, I don't know the answer to that. Someone might be able to provide that for us on our Facebook page. If you know the world record number of counter hits, put it on there. Yeah, put it on there. And I'm not sure. I think the world record, Alois, from memory, they actually do it in time rather than, um, rather than number. And I think someone broke it recently. So if anyone knows, chuck it on our, yeah, on our Facebook page or comment on our blog when this episode goes up. Well, Alois, there you go. Um, that is show 200. Um, it's been a great show and thank everybody. I thank everybody for um, helping us reach this number. Without you and your questions, we would have never made it. So, yes, once again, thank you. And, Alois, a big thank you to you for all your uh, words of wisdom over the 200 shows. Uh, thanks, Jeff. And, yes, thank you to you too while we're thanking people because Jeff puts this show together. He's the producer. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, Thanks, thanks, viewers. Um, really important, um, your contribution and asking those questions. So keep it up and um, let's see how we go over the next 100. Let's go. Awesome. All right. Don't forget to put your answer in to the Pink Seals question of the day for your chance to win some premium memberships. Uh, thank you, everyone, and we will see you again tomorrow. Bye, yep. everyone. Bye. See you tomorrow. Cats in the crib.